This is Kailani. This is Jason. That was backwards. You asked me to go. (laughs) This is Jason. This is Kailani. And you're here for the Warm for the Night podcast, episode 31, a podcast with me and my girl. (laughs) Yeah, you like that? It was cute. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to go for it. Thing, maybe. I winked. Did you? I missed the wink. I just got the head nod. Maybe I meant to wink. (laughs) You tried. Is a wink creepy? Not from a person you, like, love. But if we were just, like, in Safeway or the grocery store and I saw you and I winked at you. Oh, God, I would find that such to be, like, a turnoff. I think most guys arrogant. would think that's, like, maybe the coolest move they could do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think a guy would walk away from that exchange thinking, oh, yeah, I really, you know, I really mm-hmm. nailed that one home. Yeah. You didn't, though. They were thinking of a restraining order and how to get out of that aisle quickly. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I've never winked at somebody in the grocery oh, store. Never do so. Yeah, I thought I thought I'm <laughs> sure I thought about it once or twice, but I'm glad I never did. Well, um, what can we talk about? Been a long time since we've been on the air. Yeah. Um, tell the people to plug plug all of our socials and all that kind of stuff. All right, so go into we're in the for the night uh, podcast on YouTube and Instagram. That's really it. But just like and subscribe doesn't hurt. I mean, preferably the YouTube channel because that's. But the money is people. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. The money. The yeah. peanuts of, of YouTube that are out there. But uh, yeah, so we're on all the stuff. Like, subscribe. It's all free. We do this for fun, but uh, support us by liking for free. All right, let's talk about what we've been up to. It's been a summer since basically we've been on. And it's been... If you had to give this summer... And I'm talking about from Memorial Day when we were in Las Vegas mm-hmm. to... I don't know if you want to go to Labor Day because that was just a couple weeks ago if you want to include, you know, up to the minute events. But we can stop at Labor Day. What would you give the summer as a whole, Uh, grade-wise? An F? Would you not? You know, I think it's rough. I'd say a D plus. But I think I'm a little bit more optimistic than you. I In some things, but no. Well, like just the fact that we were talking about off air that you'll buy a lottery ticket and not even check it. You just buy a lottery <laughs> ticket and then assume that you've lost immediately when you buy it. Where I buy it and I mentally think that I'm a millionaire yeah. and how I'm going to you know, take care of everybody I love. Yeah. But you won't even check the three that well, you Because I just figure if I wake up on Monday morning and they say, hey, somebody in this town has you know, won the lottery, then I'll go look. You're expecting <laughs> them to knock on your door to tell you you're one? No, no, no. You know, like our local news news people will say, "Who like, the somebody... fuck watches the local news?" I'm with you all the time. You don't watch the local news, but I I log in. All right, this is like a bad fucking John Hughes movie you got going on okay. here. Okay, okay. All right, Do you, but... can I give you a friendly reminder that you, of what we could be millionaires because you haven't no, checked of three what lottery Stallone tickets. Stallone said to Polly. Oh, please quote okay. Rocky to me. This is this is unbelievable. <laughs> Probably won't be accurate, like no, it's not to gonna, the T. I you can't know believe this. you can even remember the names Rocky and Polly. Okay, <laughs> I I was hoping Polly was right because I was thinking in my head it wasn't. It's so a I'm character it in was. the franchise. I don't even okay. know if it's the right character though yet. Okay, so do you remember when he Polly asked Stallone like, "Why my sister?" And Stallone answers like, "It's because of the gaps, right?" So I'm your gap, and you're my gap. Makes it good. It's it's close enough, but I, I love you so much more because you just you quoted Rocky back to me. But oh man, it's close to that, I think I remember right. Yeah, well, I mean they fill gaps. Yeah, they both yeah. got gaps and they fill each other's I mean, gaps. I loved that. Uh, that was true. 
that should be. I don't know how we got here, but I'm glad we're here. Thanks. Yeah. That was that was a nice well, roundabout. Because you would check the lottery ticket, and I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but you buy the lottery ticket. I, I know it's weird. I yeah. All right. So um, let's let's rewind and talk about the top of the summer, the things we've done, the the places we've gone, and the movies we've seen in those events. We went to Las Vegas um, to the Bill Burr show. Actually, was supposed to go there on St. Patrick's Day. He canceled the show. Your Christmas present to me was some Bill Burr tickets, front row Bill Burr tickets. Yeah. And it was rescheduled for Memorial Day weekend. We flew out to Vegas. We saw Top Gun in Las Vegas in the Palms Casino's IMAX theater with, what, four people in there for showing of the day? Yes. On opening day? Yes. So we were the first ones to rush out and start telling people how fucking awesome this movie is before America caught wind to it, basically, I feel like. Right. You know, I was, people were asking me how was it, and they thought that I was a moron when I was telling them four stars, excellent, and you were saying the same thing, so I knew it was going to be a big hit. But seeing it in Vegas was somewhat surreal, right? Yes. It was odd because nobody goes to see a movie in Vegas. No. And like I said, four people in the theater. Then we go see Bill Burr. Yeah. Which I didn't think was as funny as I th- was expecting to be. Correct. We had front row seats. Mm-hmm. What was the issue with the front row? So we couldn't hear what he was saying, like, because the speakers were behind us. Correct. So it sounded like Snoop, you know, Snoopy. <laughs> it sounded like a person talking in a room that you couldn't hear because the speakers were above and behind us. So everybody in the front rows. Uh, that were leaning forward trying to hear what was being said. So for maybe the first quarter of the show, we were having an issue of really, until he started walking over to our side of the stage a little bit more, but really dampened the show for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so then we get back from Vegas. Uh, We love Top Gun, Bill Burr, still love Bill Burr, but the experience wasn't that great. And, you know, we're talking about how we've never had COVID this whole time. Vegas, you dirty bitch. Mm, you got us. You got us. You got us good. I don't know if it was the four people in Top Gun, if it was the elevators we shared with retards from Texas and Arkansas. I don't know. Well, comment down. We don't call people names. but Somebody I, got us sick. I'm irritated by it's it. It's Bill Burr. That's what got us sick. And Was it the Russian that was sitting next to me? I have, babe. <laughs> I don't know. But what I do know is... My Christmas present to you was COVID. And what I gave to you in return was COVID. Yeah. So we get back on Memorial Day weekend. I'm feeling a little under the weather. Um, you're giving me shit about it, that I'm being, you know, man man sick and a baby and blah, 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 blah. I never get sick. I think I'm sick quite often, but I never really get sick. I get the <laughs> flu maybe once every five years, but I, I think I'm coming down with something, you know, once every other week. I'm like, ah, I'm fighting a little something. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. The trials of being a man. Listen, I knew on that walk that we took that was three miles, and then it's 100 degrees out, and I'm shivering like we're in Chicago winters, and we took a nap, which in the middle of the day, for like three hours, I woke up and tested positive immediately. That strip that says 15 minutes, it was what, three minutes? Yeah. It was like immediately so, showed Which up. makes me kind of think that you actually had it before we went to Vegas and just didn't know, and then, because I didn't test positive until two days later. So you're saying I'm the asshole? I was oh, spreading sure. it in Vegas? 100%. I might have been the super spreader. Yeah. Do you recall when we checked in and I asked the guy in the lobby, do I need to wear my mask? Do you recall what he said? No, we're in Vegas. He he, you know, he smirked and said, no, sir. <laughs> we are in Vegas. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I, they must have cured everything in Vegas. There's no <laughs> STDs or anything running rampant there anymore. 
Um, so that's, you know, we got back, we were down pretty, I got hit very hard with it. I was testing positive for like 10 days. Um, gave me a chance to catch up with Stranger Things and some other stuff. We initially quarantined from each other for how many days? Two days. Because then... Then I tested positive. And you said, fuck it. I'm coming back, baby. I'm coming to that bedroom. I'm not sleeping downstairs. Yeah. It was awful. Uh, yeah, it was. And then, you know, we basically sat here withering away to begin the summer. So that was good. But we, we healed from it. Yeah. I lost my taste and my smell. Yeah. And I had a pretty bad fever myself, too. That actually came before I tested positive was the fever. Yeah, it was a rough one. Yeah. I was very surprised. Anyways. Yeah, so we don't want to go on and on about it. But it was Tom, what it was. But Top Gun was amazing. Top Gun was fantastic. was the best part of that Vegas trip to me in a lot yes. of ways. Because yeah. of the experience of it, how unexpectedly good it was. I, I wanted was to see it again. It. You know? We will see it again. But I mean, in theater. I can't believe... this. Top Gun is the only movie that's been number one on Memorial Day and Labor Day in the history of the movies. That's unfucking believable There's no way I could have imagined it was going to be that satisfying. You were crying at parts of it. Yeah, almost. I know. And, and the word wasn't out yet. It was the first showing on the first day. So I'm like, are we nuts? Like, are we just overwhelmed because we're in Vegas and it's... You know, we're in this... There was no one in there, so I didn't know it was going to be well, this juggernaut. That where it was like the first movie that we actually saw that was good. That we liked, yeah, yeah. That felt like a real movie. That we were excited to actually go back to theaters in. Like, I don't want to go to the theater now because I feel like that's just going to ruin my experience when Tom <laughs> Yeah, it's, no, it's amazing. You can see a good movie and it will make you... Uh, like, you'll you, that the good-going theater experience is goodwill for like a couple months after that. Whereas a shitty movie will turn you off from wanting to go back for a lot longer. I always say like double the time. And we've gone back uh, at least one more time since then. And that was to see Elvis, which mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed. I, I, re- I knew what we were getting into when... We walked in and I told you the the movie making, making is going to be really energetic. It's not going to be dull. It's going to be long, but not dull. Would you say that's correct? Mm-hmm. I loved it. I think it's a four-star movie. Should be nominated for Best Picture of the Year. I didn't say it should win. The kids should be nominated. Hanks should be nominated. Um, the editor should be nominated. There's a, a lot of the technical categories I think that they'll get a lot of consideration for. And it just was entertaining. I do think it was too long. The middle act drags a bit, but I don't know when you're telling a life story like that where you cut. I really don't. Thinking back on that experience, you're just going to nod your head. <laughs> we're, on, we're on a podcast, not television. I mean, yeah, you're right. I just, I think all those people did a good job and they should be nominated, yes. There you go. The movie was super long. I didn't like the style of the movie. I didn't like how it was like so woven, I guess. Like it weaved in and out of different eras and different parts of his life, mostly depressing. But the, what's his name? Who played Elvis? Austin Butler. He mimic. I mean, he was able to get his moves down, mimic his just everything about him. The and eyes I he, looked the same. Yeah. It just, it kind of freaked me out. Yeah. Tom Hanks, I have no idea what he was, what language he was trying to go for in his accent because it doesn't exist. In no, the idea, he's supposed to be from Holland. He's, supposed, he's Dutch. Okay. But now the real person didn't talk like that in real life. That was an acting choice by Hanks. You didn't like that choice? Oh, no, not at all. I like, 
it, you haven't seen some. I swear, there's been memes out there about it. I think that it came off at time. I mean, he look, it's a masterful performance. I do think he's gonna get nominated, but there's an element of almost a fairy book creepiness to it. Like, come here, little children. Almost a Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Where you know he's the villain who's going to devour this person and the goodness that came. It almost was like he was a a monstrous villain. Uh, the way he was speaking and the, but I don't know. It also was an intriguing choice as an actor. I think that's going to either sway Oscar voters or not. But as a movie, you were really thrown off when they were using contemporary music in some scenes. Yeah. That didn't bother me as much because I knew this filmmaker's work and he did that with Moulin Rouge and, and, uh, and I'm sorry, not Moulin Rouge. I think he did that with Moulin Rouge, but he definitely did it with Romeo and Juliet with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, and that movie was a lot for me too. I actually like that movie. But it that also was a lot. For yeah, me. well this filmmaker, he his movies are like on meth. I mean, they're yeah, just Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it's I don't like it. But the movie itself and the storyline was good, I guess. Like just long. Some fantastic scenes. And I really the style. liked I really the style. liked the scene where Vegas where oh, they're in Vegas and uh He's singing Suspicious Minds on stage and his life is being, you know, manipulated on on a deal on a napkin that he's not even aware of. I thought that was really cool. Uh, but ultimately, big hit at the box office. We'll see. I think Top Gun and Elvis both are going to be mentioned when Oscar season comes around. I really do. I think. Yeah, Top- but the sad thing is, is Oscars don't ever give like Oscars <laughs> to, to good movies to to like populist to like, movies. Yeah, not since Titanic. It's always or artsy or eccentric or you know, it's never like. Oh, Top Gun, you know, like that should be nominated for sure well, for you, Best Picture, I, I think. I never but. think you should go off a of box office gross because I don't think Spider-Man is, you know, the year's best film. But I do think that you should have some consideration when a movie like Top Gun has an audience score, has hung around as long as it has, gets people reinvigorated. That has to be, I mean, just for what it's done for cinemas this summer, that has to be amongst the considerations when you're talking about the best pictures of the year, especially when you have 10 categories to fill. Elvis is the same. I mean, the, the technical design of that film, the production design, and the costume design, and the mimicry, and, and the editing, and all the all the technical areas, just like Top Gun, are going to get especially not. I mean, mark my words, Top Gun at least wins Best Editing. That's the by far the hardest editing job I've seen on film this year. It's unfucking believable. Um, let's move on. Okay. So. I took you for a little getaway because our summer, as you could see, was unfolding very. Very roughly. We were having air conditioning battles because it was, what, 115 in the Bay Area? Yeah. The Bay Area became Las Vegas, in like, and like Portland became the Bay Area mm-hmm. in the last month. It was unbelievable, suffering through an absolute heat wave. Mm-hmm. And you and I battle constantly over air conditioning. Yeah. I think in the summer, you should be a little warm. I think if we work as hard as we do, we should be comfortable. Which means keeping the AC at a at a level at night when I have to put on sweatpants. But and it's not that at that level, audience. It's at seventy eight. Most people will put it down to like sixties. No, you put it at seventy six in in the area where the air conditioning is the weakest is where the sensor is. Where it's the strongest is where we sleep. So it's like sixty sixty ish in our room. Sixty two, and it feels great because then you can hold me, and we can snuggle. <laughs> nice tie around. <laughs> Anyways, I took you out of town because uh, we were like, let's get away. So we went over to a little um, resort, kind of by Santa Cruz. For those that are um, familiar with Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz is is south of here, probably about an hour and a half. But it's often it's you know it's a seaside on the ocean there. 
and it often gets a little overcast, but it usually burns off. It's like Monterey-esque weather. I didn't realize I was taking you to the winter. It was 50 <laughs> degrees out there, overcast and rainy. I felt bad about it. Yeah, I, I still had a really good time. It was nice. Yeah, but I just didn't realize I was I was speeding up the end of summer. Yeah. You know, it's so we got like seasonal depression for a couple of days. <laughs> and to, to make matters worse, we heard a ceremony of life going off, right? Yeah. How long did that go for? I would say a good three hours. You're being kind. Yeah. I would say six to seven hours. Oh, really? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I think every single person that attended also spoke. I think people just walking by spoke. <laughs> yeah. I don't, this lady that was... That person was amazing, obviously. I felt like left out that I didn't know her better. <laughs> I don't, but I felt like, what is this, and the impact she had on people, um, if, if it was that big, I, I feel like there should have been security or like lines of people, but it was bizarre. Um, and every time we went out on our balcony, we'd just be hearing these people's testimonial of this, their relationships with this person. It was bumming me the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you felt, especially with the weather. Yeah. So, really um, what do you, what do you remember happening specifically on that trip? Okay. Well, besides it being awesome, like we, cause we relaxed. Yeah. And... Let's, let's, yeah, let's, uh, preface it with that. <laughs> okay. Um, it was a, when we got locked out on our balcony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So every fucking hotel we go to, something crazy happens. Listeners, if you didn't listen to a couple episodes back, let me remind you when we were in Burbank and the sink shot sludge into my face and onto the <laughs> ceiling and out of the, and the bowels of the earth were shooting through our sink in our hotel room. That was always fun. Yeah. This time I join you on the patio to listen to these people profess their love for this person that's deceased. And I don't want to lay blame. You always do. Don't act, don't act shy. Go ahead. You're the one that shut the door. The door was shut. You shut the door though. Okay. (laughs) The door was shut and the lock went down halfway. Yeah. On this old aluminum slider from the 1970s. (laughs) That locked us out onto this balcony that's two stories up? Yeah. (laughs) Why is this funny to you? Because I just keep picturing you. Making the heroic move of saving the day? No heroic. Please explain what I did off a two-story balcony. You... Climbed on Bare- the other side. Barely climbed on the other side. Like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Grace. <laughs> Like the nutty professor who was sneaking out to change his outfit. You motherfucker. How dare you put me with the clumps. So then you're trying to get down and you're, I can't. What are you trying to? I know. I'm fit as a fiddle and I'm putting myself in position of action. one leg up like a Spider-Man. And barely hanging off at Cricket and trying to get down. And there's like literally a step not like it's so much close to your feet <laughs> you weren't like you no were... it was it was two story minus five foot nine because i'm dangling what she's saying it's is not as bad it wasn't that big of a two story is what i'm saying because there's that wall there oh yeah there was a retaining wall that i had to like drop onto <laughs> anyways yes you did you went and saved the day thank you but when i brought the person back <laughs> what did we realize about the door front door you put the padlock on i not the padlock but i put the security latch on yeah 
So now the kid who's helping us, the little stoner who's like driving the golf cart around the resort's like, oh, you put the lock on the door, bro? How are we going to get in? I look at him and I go, I don't know, man. You tell me. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm still sitting out in the cold on a balcony. The sun is now down. The sun never risen the whole fucking weekend. So fucking homeboy goes and gets his boss and his boss comes by with some sort of I don't know, some sort of like tool that they looks like they used to pop the lock on a 1955 Chevy. And he somehow cracks the door and to open it. And when the door swings open, I will never forget the side of you just standing on the other side of that slider, just waving at us. And the guy looks at me and goes, oh, you locked her out too? Like, yeah, man, this whole fucking day has been a shit show. Yeah, so, we still had a great time. That was true. That was true. A couple other things that I want to bring up um, as well. Uh, do you recall the neighbors just having vigorous sex? Yeah, of course I do. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. You've been thinking about this the whole time. <laughs> and you you were sleeping and they were still doing it. I mean, well, first of all, we had a nice weekend between the two of us. But hey, we're getting older. We know we go to sleep a little earlier. And uh, these pe- these kids were taking care of business around, what, 2.30 in the morning? Yeah. And then they were up at like 6.30 talking. Yeah. What kind of fucking drugs were going on next door? I don't know. Were they kids? I don't think they were kids. If they were old people, I want to just go. They're not old people, but I'm sure. I think they were our age. I don't know. It definitely wasn't the two um, extremely obese people that were above us that were walking around all night. Are you just assuming that? <laughs> the, the fucking yeah. floor. Just so, yeah. So, yeah, that was good. Let me ask you a question. What streaming services are we going to cut? Because we don't watch all this shit. I know. But why? Because when I suggest to put on Disney, you look at me like I'm a fucking moron. Yeah, but do you not like having... I mean, let, who, let's talk about this. Wait a minute here. You, my friend likes to scroll for a good 45 minutes an hour to look at all the apps to see what they have on there that you know by heart by now. I don't even think, I think you just enjoy looking at covers and nostalgia. Like you don't even really know. You already know in the back of your head what you're going to watch. You have it narrowed down to three. So you just mentally just scroll until you're ready to watch it. Look, I'm not a grass is greener type person unless it comes to streaming options. I got to know I'm making the right choice for the evening, for the situation, and for my mood and mental state. What I hate doing is starting something and then for the first five minutes going, I should have picked this other thing. And what happens is the more tired I get, the more indecisive I get. Yeah. So you know me. I'll start three fucking movies and get five minutes in and be like, ah. And then put on Police Academy 6 and fall asleep within a minute and a half while the credit, the logo's on. Seriously. Uh, Something you made me watch recently was Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. On Peacock and in theaters, Regina King and um, Sterling K. Brown. What a disturbing movie. That movie was awful. It was just awful, 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 awful. But the actress, oh my gosh, what was her, what's her name? Regina King. Regina King. She, I mean, that girl just acted her heart out she should win an award not the movie but she should personally her acting was phenomenal in service of a movie that was unwatchable yeah and so was sterling k brown he's not the problem with that movie the script the the concept there might be something to be made of that 
story, but that style and what they were going for, the satirical, I, I don't know. The movie had, I didn't feel like the movie didn't really have anything to say. I didn't feel like it had a point of I view. I think people were going to think, were, were under the impression you were going to go to laugh because there's going to be some type of mockery movie or whatever you call it. I don't know if that's what you say, but instead you go there and you sincerely get like depressed about the whole storyline. Yeah, it, it bummed us both out. I, I I would never watch that movie again. I think it it's one of the worst been. of the years. Yeah, if not in the last couple of years. But not Regina, whatever her name is. She did, I mean, a gr- fabulous job. Like she may almost made me cry in a movie that I absolutely despised. Yeah, that's true. And we saw this on Peacock. I can't imagine seeing this in theaters. No, I'd yeah. have been so irritated. Um, another show we've been watching is First and Ten. On HBO. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody knows what that is, and just we can keep it that way. Well, if you know, how about this? If you know, you know, and we'll just move through. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, we'll just go ahead and talk about the other one we're watching. I think he suckered me into a movie for, or a TV show series from the 80s, and I refuse to want to watch it anymore, even though he still puts it on, because all the good characters are gone from it. Well, one came back. It's a show that's merciless about writing out characters. And they do it all the time. All the time. Yep. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, let's wrap this up by me asking you a very important question. And if you will, can you please share this? Okay. Who is Hammy? <laughs> and what is he to you? Why would you want? What? <laughs> Why? I need to know. I don't know what I said previously, but this is really messed up. This is my childhood, and we're putting it on air. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Hammy was my childhood stuffed animal. You had a stuffed animal named Hammy. Yes. I fucking love that, because I had a childhood stuffed animal named Henry, and I think that they could have been friends and lovers. Okay, but Hammy, the reason why his name was Hammy is he was a pig. I picked that up real quick. <laughs> okay. But then, by the time like I was older, he lost everything, and it was just a blob, a big brown blob. It's so fucking creepy and depressing. I fucking would still have that. If I could. Well, let me make a confession. The Henry that I spoke of, my father has it in his office. I know. It has a Raiders jersey on. (laughs) You know, you've seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That thing's about fucking three feet tall. (laughs) And it's, you know, 43. It's older than I am. Fabulous shape. Uh, Well, thank you for sharing who the Hammy Chronicles. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I mean, this (laughs) this has been educational for everybody, I think. (laughs) But, you know, I think we saw a lot more than what you were talking about. Didn't we? Yeah, we saw um, the Army Hammer thing. Yeah. What do you think about him? That fucking... Do you think he's a cannibal or do you think he's just a creep? Uh, I think, obviously, not a cannibal, but I think he has some fetishes that are really dark. That are darker than S&M or whatever it's called. Is it S&M? Dark S&M? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. They're doing some weird bonded shit. It's a one-sided documentary. It's definitely a hit job. It's not like it's looking at both sides objectively. It's the ant coming forward. And you can bet she's out of the will at this point. So she's pissed. And this whole fucking story is 
odd and intrigues me on the level of Johnny Depp Amber Heard's divorce. It's like a veil of the ultra rich and famous, like in their oddities. Yeah. Um, but it's on Discovery. We've watched two of three episodes now. You've fallen asleep on both of them, honestly, so you can't be too interested in it, right? No, I enjoyed them. Oh, clearly. I just because I fall asleep doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. Do you think you would sleep better if you had Hammy? <laughs> yes. I think you would too. I really would. I'm gonna so until the next episode, You're I'm gonna my work. New Hammy. I don't know if I should take offense to that or no, not. No, like. Did you find yourself a love peglet? <laughs> no. All right, listen here. No. I'm gonna do my best at finding you a new Hammy for the next episode. In fact, listeners, if you have any suggestions where a man can pick up a Hammy. <laughs> Let me know. You will never be able to find this hammy. I'll never be able to replace ne- your hammy. Never. It's why I live without him. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Don't do it. All right, guys. This is Jason. <laughs> this is Kailani. Thanks for listening. <laughs>